This is America. This is the reason Kaepernick was taking a knee. Heartbroken when I saw that video, I almost couldn't finish it. He was a pal. We gotta start making changes. There's a virus in police departments across this country. Cops harassing. Good cops know who these bad cops are. You have every right to be angry. Can you tell me why? You have no right to perpetrate violence on the very communities that you are standing up for. A lot of people have been using my father's words. That all men are created. The only pathway to do this is through nonviolent means. I'm letting you know that it ain't no gun that make that can kill my soul. We will bring you justice, I promise. When if God got us, then we gon' be all right. Start making some changes. With that Illuminati mess Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress I'm so possessive so I rock his rock necklaces My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama Sauce in my bags, what I see it, I want it. I took yellow bonnet. I dream it, I work hard, I grind till I own it. I twirl all the middles. I buy no alligators. I mean no with the seals. I've been careful with no chips. I go out, I go out, I go hard, I go hard. Yeah, what's mine? Hey, what's mine? I'm a star. Everybody, welcome back to the live crew. This is what the second. The second episode today, probably like the fourth one in the past, no, fifth one in the past two days. My apologies. Uh, so we are working hard out here, working hard in these streets. Uh, but y'all know the motto, y'all already know how it go, for the culture, by the culture, stay live, you ain't gotta get live, we gonna keep it going this way, my phone tried to cut off, but it ain't gonna do me like that. We got it plugged up, not happening today. Um, I got a special guest with me. Um, uh, whew, man, I, I read your I read your article, believe it or not. Uh, so going off of the accolades wouldn't even do it justice. Uh, you, you're an incredible radio veteran, uh, radio personality, um, event host, hustler, educated. Uh, shit, what else? Divine Nine. Uh, I mean, you, yes. the list goes on. HBCU graduate. Uh, whew, man, you, you've done a lot. You've, you know, and that's incredible. So, I'm, without further ado, I'm going to let you introduce yourself for the people that are going to be tuning in to the live. So. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's A. Millie. Um, I am a radio and promotions veteran. Um, I started at 22 years old. I'm 33 now. Um, I'm from the fabulous city of history, Tuskegee, Alabama, to be exact. 
I am a graduate of the Alabama State University, um, and I am also a part of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. So, shout out to all my sorors. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and get it underway. Um, I was definitely looking forward to this interview specifically because you know you've definitely traded down that path that I'm working on myself on, on trading down. So I always love speaking to people that are in the industry that I'm in because it just provides so much insight. Um, and then you just make great for interviews because you know this is what you do. So you know how yeah. to talk to people. I love it. I love it. You know being able to have that open conversation. Um, so just going back to a brief history here, I know you said you started when you were about 22. Um, I read in the article how, you know, you went over a little bit of adversity uh, regarding you wanting to be into the in the radio industry or or even just, you know, speaking industry, period, um, where people were saying, you know, you didn't have the voice for it, so on and so forth. Um, so explain to me how that, you know, propelled you to getting into the radio industry and doing what you were doing once you got to school what what effect did that have on you um being a uh student at alabama state university um i started interning when it was clear channel radio in montgomery alabama and i um was interning for three urban stations in alabama and it was basically the top three in the river region um, I had a supervisor, um, I don't want to call her name, she's still cool people, but I remember her saying to me when I got there, your voice is not good for radio. Mm. And so when she said that to me, I'm like, now, I'm coming in here as an intern, why would you say that to me? But that only pushed me to right. be the best in my career and um I, i've never been on air never had my on-air show but coming from being a promotions director as well as doing commercials and being the on-air talent for live broadcast every time i went into that production room i remember her voice saying your voice is not good for radio your voice is not good for radio so it's like i'm gonna teach you that a millie or everybody know me as ashley oh let me show y'all what I can do. So it just propels me. Um, it propelled me, excuse me, to give it my all, no matter what people tell you. If right. God gave you a gift, mm. use it. Yes. It don't yeah. matter what nobody say. You got to propel, fix your plate of opportunities and freaking eat. I really want to cuss. Is it? It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I, I love it. I got my creative independence. You can do what you want to do. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. Because I have a potty mouth, but I'm, I'm trying to keep it really, really professional. But I just want people that's on here, even though I can't see the comments or anything, mm -hmm. I want people to know that coming over adversity, no matter what nobody tell anybody tell you, you prove them suckers wrong. You prove that you have it in you that God gave you this talent. And that's how... I really um, was able to go far in my career, um, starting in Montgomery, Alabama. So mm. just by that that little voice, you're not good for radio. Okay, I'm gonna show you I am. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I, I like that persistence and that and that go getter mm. mentality that that you yes, have. Yes, you have you have to have that go getter mentality yes. in this industry because. I learned to have tough, very tough skin, mm -hmm. and 
at an early age. When she told me, like, my voice is not good, I'm like, well, dang, that really hurt my feelings. I cried mm. after I left my internship. But now, mm-mm. okay, you said my voice is not good enough. Good enough. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you respectfully. Respectfully, I'm going to show you everything that you was, that you fucked up on. You were wrong. Yes. And I love that. And I, I'm the same yeah. way. And I, I love meeting people that are that way. Because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just starting in it, and I've already had people tell me the same thing, or even mm-hmm. tell me, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to do it, you're not capable, mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. I've had people that work with me on this platform that told me the same exact thing, like, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's not even going to mm-hmm. do anything anyway, but mm-hmm. when I did start making moves in it, you know, they came back, they looped around, of course, as they always mm-hmm. do, and it was more so of like, look, I, I was just, I didn't mean that I was in a dark place. I was in a bad place. I said, no, you did. You spoke what was really on your mind. And I appreciate you for doing that. You know, I'm just going to rock with you from a distance. I'm not going to necessarily be disrespectful to you because I understand you're human. But at the same time, you know, I'm a, I can't have that negative energy around what I'm trying to do. I'm big on, you know, I'm big on, ne- I'm big on positive, negative energy. Uh, I manifest. I'm big on all of that. So. I feel like when that negative energy is around, it brings everything down, regardless if you're the one that's thinking negative or not. Just the fact that it's in that circle, it does a lot. Um, you know, I've always gone by the quote, if you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. That you is know what? Quote. It's funny that you said that because I saw that on somebody's status today, today on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it, I was like, that kind of hit home. It resonates. Mm-hmm. You... In order to go far in your career, whatever you do, you have to change your people or change your people. Right. Change, get that block all that negativity out because that's the only thing that's really holding you back from really propelling in this industry. Absolutely, you you got to change the you know the mm. off. and I learned that really quickly because there's going to be people that aren't you know necessarily on the same path that you're on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. said tunnel vision. You got to have tunnel right. vision when it comes to your goals. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to make that sacrifice, but you got to find the balance in between the two. Um, right. That's exactly. the big thing about it. A lot of people don't, you know, find the balance. So it's either they go all the way hard or they don't go at all. Um, but exactly. You got to be in the middle. Exactly. You got to be in the middle because, you know, you, you can't necessarily cut out everybody. I mean, because there are some people that are genuinely trying to help, but then there's just mm-hmm. some that, you know, just don't give a damn and they you know mm-hmm. around the scene I, fall and i've been through that i've seen the good the bad and the fucked up ugly <laughs> in radio so i've seen it all from a young a young student to a 33 year old so i know exactly what you mean Absolutely. and just keeping it real if you have i think a lot of times in this industry we as African Americans, we don't like to see people get further. Mm-hmm. I it's to me, it's like they are threatened by the millennials. If you are OG in the game, they are threatened by the millennials, and it shouldn't be like that. You should always want to leave that door open for the younger ones, because at the end of the day, they will be retiring. I've had people that say, "You know what? I'm training you to take my job because when I retire." They're going to be calling you. Mm. Connect with those people. Make those people your mentors. You got some other people in the industry that you would think that will help you and you trying to learn from them. They don't want you to learn from them. Absolutely. They, they are threatened by 
younger people. They are threatened by anybody, any African American person in this industry. They are threatened. I've been, I've seen it. I've lived through it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, keep going, keep doing what you're doing, be that. I'm telling you, <laughs> thank keep you, doing, thank you. I appreciate keep it. Keep doing it. I appreciate it. I really do. It's I, I've definitely been working towards you know getting to where I gotta go. Um, I remember reading in your story. It's it's crazy because when I looked at you know your article, certain things just mm-hmm. popped out because it's literally like the same thing. Like it, as far as like what I dealt with as when I was younger and what I'm currently dealing with in this path right now because I'm 24 right now. So I realized like it, it's it's a few same things you know as far as the upbringing coming from you know a single mother household watching my mom do what she did in order to make sure that I was straight as a kid. Um, you know that inspired me more than anything else. And then also hearing you know and reading in your article, I remember it said uh, you said somebody said hey you had to get the gas. Yes, I remember I'm, hearing that a lot. And that's so funny because. Um, Growing up in a small town, uh, we don't have like a lot of uh, celebrities <laughs> that yeah. um, actually make it. So I remember, um, I forgot what her name was, but um, I know her parents. And um, that she was in, she played Ray Charles's mom in the movie Ray. Oh, wow. And I remember my mom introducing me to her because she did know her. But I, I, ne- I didn't know her. Of course, she's way older than me. Mm-hmm. And... I was telling her, like, I'm involved in theater. I was, I think I was in high school, I think. And um, when she said to me, she, I guess she was just listening to what I was saying. She said, baby, you got the gift of gab, so use it. And I thought about it. I was like, the gift of gab? Okay, I know I talk a lot. I know I talk too much, and mm-hmm. I keep rambling, going on and on. But it didn't resonate to me until... I got to college and I started off as a theater major. Nobody really knew that. Um, Mm. And I switched over to communications and it was then I was like, you know what? I I do have the gift of gab. Let me use it. Mm -hmm. So this propelled me to my internships in television, in radio, starting off as an intern, going as a promotions assistant and then becoming a promotions director Um, whenever you get in a managerial position in radio, whether you're a PD, you're a manager in promotions, that is like really top tier. Mm. And I did all of that before the age of 30. So if she hadn't told me that, I probably wouldn't have majored in communications. Mm. I probably wouldn't have, um, stuck like doing, um, hosting programs and everything like that. Um. But when she said that to me, I'm like, mm, I think I can really use this, yeah. you know, in my career and use it to my advantage. Yeah, I was so. the, the same way. Like, they, my moms had told me, you know, told me that first. And, of course, as a child, you know, when your parents tell you things, you're like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, I get it. You know, you see that in me because you're my mom or you're my dad uh-huh. or whatever. Um, but then once I started hearing it from other people and then also noticing, you know, exactly what my dad did. My dad was a car salesman, so he spoke to people all day, 24-7. Uh-huh. He could literally sell you. He could. He. It, my dad was, he's good. He's good enough at talking to the point where you could come in, trade your car in, and he could sell you that car right back. Like, he was one of those people. Um, and my mom had told me 
you the same way. Like you, you could talk yourself out of situations that you shouldn't yeah. have been able to talk yourself out of. So you just got away with words. And it was like, you know, cool. But I was like, I don't really know what I could do with that. Yeah. Um, and that was me being younger. And then once I did get to college, um, I ended up, I started off at Shaw University and went out that way. Um, and they're big. They're, their communications program, that's what they're known for out there. Shaw mm-hmm. University uh, is, is has a very, very, very good mass communications program. Um, but I started off with criminal justice. I didn't do anything with communications mm-hmm. at all. I'm completely avoiding it, completely running away from it, as I do always with a lot of stuff. But I got better mm-hmm. with that now. Um, now I'm not running from, from shit. If it's here, it's here. And I'm going to go you know, mm-hmm. head first and I'm going to go straight mm-hmm. into it. Um, but going out to that way, meeting people at Shaw, um, meeting people that I could have had internships with, but I wasn't really focused on, you know, going down this route at that point in time. And, you know, they would tell me all the time, like, Hey, have you ever thought about getting in the radio? Nope, I haven't. And I leave it alone. I never go back to it. Um, but it's crazy because everything that I do brings me right back to this. Right. So it is what it is. I always say. When you're passionate about something, it's going to show. I learned this quote at the beginning at 22 years old. Be pregnant with your passion because it's going to show. Mm. Whatever it is, you've probably felt that, I ain't doing radio, that ain't what I want to do, but that's a God-given talent that is birthed in your womb, mm-hmm. and you don't realize it until it starts showing meaning right. that okay i'm out here selling myself like with your dad your mama was like okay you are just like him that's that it's birthing in your womb mm-hmm. and then look what you're doing now right. it's showing right. it is showing always anybody that's on here i can't see the comments but be pregnant with your passion because it's going to show mm. it's going to show absolutely that's that's you know that's definitely a good quote honestly that's a good ass quote i like yeah. that i like I, I that still, quote. i live by that quote whatever you're passionate about man be pregnant with it got to i mean and be pregnant with it i'm learning now like the the passions that you have you just definitely stick with it i mean because if it's meant for you it's meant for you and right. you know exactly. things are gonna be i've learned that you know, you everybody has a path that they're meant to be on. And mm-hmm. the more you try to fight it, the tougher life gets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy that it's that way because you would think like, oh, if you don't want to do this, then, you know, you could do something else. But no, if it's your calling and it's what you're meant to do, you're going to mm-hmm. consistently get set back and held back until you do what you're supposed to do. Everybody has a certain place and a specific, you know, point that they need to be at in, in this life. Everybody is exactly. a puzzle piece. So everybody is meant to fit in one spot. So you can't force yourself into the, into one thing when you're not supposed to do that. And I found that out really early, uh, thankfully enough, because a lot of people don't figure that out from what I'm told by my peers and especially my mentors. They're like, I didn't figure this out until I was 31, 32, 33, 40. I'm like, Jesus Christ. That is- I said, oh, no, I can't I can't wait that long. And I got to start figuring out what it is. And, you know, here I am with this. But I did everything but this for so long. Like, I did, mm-hmm. I did uh, you know, I went the military route. I did uh, school itself uh, when it came down to criminal justice. I even switched my major. What was it? When did I? I switched it to something crazy. Uh, 
not crazy. I mean, because it's school regardless. Uh, but political science. I switched it from criminal justice to political science, even after being advised by my advisor to get into mass communication. Um, mm-hmm. she, she knew nothing about me, first off. Uh, when I came to that school, she was like, hey, have you looked into mass communications? I said, no, ma'am, I have not. I'm coming in for criminal justice, and that's exactly what it is. Don't try to change my mind. I'm not doing anything different. I'm here for criminal justice. She said, okay, I'm just saying you should do mass communications. And I'm like, you don't know me, lady. I'm doing what I came here to do. And uh, that was, I feel like, you know, God places people in your life in certain positions um, and he uses them to give you those signs like, hey, this is what you need to do. And I should have took that sign, you know, the first time because exactly what I said, she didn't know me. This woman didn't know me at all. Um, she didn't know what I went, what I did in high school, none of that. So for her to just be like, hey, you should probably get into mass communications. I should have listened. I, you, you, know, you know, we always think about the shoulda, woulda, couldas. Yeah. But you're doing it now. That's all that matters. That's exactly. Doesn't matter if you, because I say that all the time. Like, oh, I wish I could have done this. I wish I would have started earlier. But at the end of the day, I had to learn. As long as you're doing it now, fuck what you didn't do in the past. Right. As long as you're doing it now, that's right. what matters. Right. That's that is what all always that matters. matters. Um, so I remember reading in your article where you were so you you were a little bit different for me as far as that is concerned on that end as a child you knew that this was something that you were going to do whether it be radio whether it be news whether it be on the red carpet somewhere whether it be in a radio station but you just knew that you were going to be one of those people that you know had a voice that needed to be heard and had a face that needed to be seen so explain what that was like as a child you know coming up and you know how that impacted your childhood per se mm-hmm. um i knew growing up as a child I come from you know single parent background my grandparents made raised me along with my mom and i just remember every time my mom had her friends come over i would play a certain song and try to entertain like i had a mic like mm-hmm. Everybody knew I had a big personality. I'm like the loudest one in my family. So I knew I got to be some something in entertainment. I got to be an actress. I got to do something right. so I can be seen. Like, I have this big personality. Okay, I got to do something to be seen. So growing up, my mom um, kept me in a lot of uh, activities. Mm-hmm. My, not um, more so like media i wish i was in a town that kind of catered to like uh media or theater but um i didn't have that it wasn't until um i got in high school is when i was actually taking theater classes but i would do plays i would do monologues um i was a i'm a big history fan so i remember growing up i'm reciting sojourner truth i'm doing all of that and Mm. it just resonated with me like i'm gonna be somebody big I might not be like famous like Beyonce yet, but right. I'm gonna I'm do something really, really big. I always say I didn't want to be stagnant. Coming from a small town, you have uh, a lot of people end up dead, um, you know, uh, having children at a young age. And I said, I don't want to be comfortable like in a small town. I have to get out. I knew as a child that. I'm going to be somebody mm-hmm. and I'm going to make sure people know that I am somebody no matter like what I go through. So I, I just knew at a young age, just entertaining family members, all of that. My mom used to be like, you talk too much. 
Same oh, here. you gotta entertain again. Here come Ashley entertaining. <laughs> so it just resonated with me at a young age that I'm gonna be seen. I gotta be seen. It's the the same. It's crazy because there's so many comparisons between mm. our life stories. The same thing on mom's like Brandon. Either you talk too much or you got a smart mm-hmm. ass mouth. One mm-hmm. of the two. She was like, "But you you're doing too much. Calm down." And I can I would mm-hmm. never listen. I will always talk yes. more. The more you tell me that I'm talking too much, the more I'ma talk. Because at this point, I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh, so you thought that was a lot? Oh, let me show you a lot of talking. Yeah. I I'll show you the difference between talking too much and not talking enough." And, and you know what? Looking back, every time, like, my mom kept me, like, in pageants and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I was a debutante. I was in um, this pageant with the Deltas at the mm-hmm. time. It was called Premier De La Premier here in Alabama, uh, Tuskegee, Alabama. And mm-hmm. that was a, a pageant. But I just remember, you know, being voted most talented debutante. Um, all these little accolades dealing with talking, um, I remember in high school being voted um, most talkative. That's wild. And I got mad. I was like, most talkative. I don't talk too much. What y'all talking about? But look where it's gotten me. Like that yeah. gift of gab. Look where it's gotten me. I still have places that I want to go. I feel like I have not succeeded. I, ha- I I'm always on myself, and I feel like I haven't made it yet. But mm-hmm. just coming from where I come from, that is an accomplishment. You know. Um, being in radio and doing what I love to do um and I'm gonna get back to doing that um not gonna let the pandemic stop me oh no of course not but um huh oh I said I was agreeing I said yeah oh yeah 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 but um just looking back you know we all have testimonies and we all have success stories and it's just the beginning it's still going it's not over yet Mm -hmm. so would you be that it's not over. You're just 24. I'm, I'm like, damn. I remember when I was 24. I ain't have a lot of this stress in my 30s, you know. <laughs> but look at it as a blessing. You know, you're doing something that you love. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it. You're Man, doing it. I appreciate it because uh, mm-hmm. I do that. I be. I know personally, I when it's something that I like, I'm a perfectionist with it. Um, Same here. Are you a Virgo? No, I'm a Cancer. But I'm a okay, I'm okay. a very See, unorthodox I'm a cancer. I'm a very unorthodox cancer. A lot of the times, people will be like, "There's no way you're a cancer." I'm like, I, I promise you, I'm a cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'll it'll people will see it every now and then. Like, granted, I'm I'm social. Um, mm-hmm. I'm way more social than most cancers are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I do get into my cancer mode, I'm shut off from the world. Oh, you won't see me on social media. You won't see me outside. You won't. I'm. I'm in the house. I'm not doing anything. I don't want to talk to anybody. People call. Like, you, like a, you, you like a recluse, like a hermit. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, I go into I, the shell, it's over. Same here with me. When I get in my moods as Virgo, I cut everybody off. Mm-hmm. on the top. Yeah. So any of my friends on here, I'm sorry, but you know how I am. Yeah, they know. <laughs> they know the same thing. Even if, um, <laughs> even if it's to the point to where I may shut off from the world, but I still may post something on social media. And people mm. be like, so... You over here posting oh, on social media, but me, you're not talking. Me. I'm like, look, it's not you. It's not, you know, it's not that I don't want to. It's not I don't like you, none of that. It's just I just mm-hmm. don't feel like talking today. It, it is what exactly. it is. It is what exactly. it is. And, you know, people don't understand that. But especially when you're into this field, you, you talk all day. Like, you talk all 
all day. It's like day. you wake up talking, you go to sleep talking. Mm-hmm. Talk. I dream like I'm talking yeah. to people. Like, and it is always. I don't know if that's weird. I don't know if you've ever had that or anybody. Um, like when you're in this industry, you're gonna be talking. Yeah, I've gone horse talking before. Absolutely, I've gone horse plenty of times. Like if I was doing commercials. And I'm like, oh, I ain't got voice today to do it. Like, I have a, a one of my coworkers was like, can you voice this? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sick. My, uh, I'm hoarse. Like, that's doing talking, mm. and I can get loud. So that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's man. I, I completely understand. Like, I didn't really uh, worry about the whole voice situation until I started getting back into this, and then I did. Mm-hmm. I think it was like one week, my initial week of getting back into what I was doing. I did, I was doing like three episodes a day for like a mm-hmm. week straight. Oh, yeah. So then it hit me, what well, it was maybe, I want to say that following Monday, I had another show to do. And I, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened. I was talking just fine before it, but as soon as everything started rolling and we started recording, I couldn't get a single word out. I was trying to drink as much water. I was eating Ricolas. I was doing everything I could. It was just not mm-hmm. working. So drinking some hot. I've learned, drink you some hot tea with lemon. Or get you a lemon and stick a peppermint in there. I might be from the country, but it works. Your voice will come back oh, right now. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> am going to start doing it. I learned it. My, my grandmother was telling me a few things to do as well. It was just me being stubborn and thinking I was invincible because I'm, I'm young. and yeah, We go through oh, it. Yeah. I go through mm-hmm. those moments all the time. But I, I've tried to get better you know, with my common sense when it comes to stuff like that. It's like, look, you might be young, but you're not invincible. So now I'm I'm learning. I had that. to learn it. I had to learn it. I'm definitely learning it. Um, so as far as you know your your career with uh, Alabama State University, by the way, I kind of hold that school near to me. My uncle actually taught there. Um, really? Was, yes, he was he was in the theater industry um, at Alabama State University. His name was Gregory Horton. Gregory J. Horton. Uh, okay. He taught there for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Then he switched over to A&T. So I love, I love theater, first off. With that, yeah. I was around him, and he was doing that for a long time. Explain how that school, you know, molded, helped mold you into being, you know, who you are today. Um, Alabama State, as we call old mother dear, is very, very dear to my heart because um, it molded me. Uh, for my career it molded me as the woman I am today um being involved in like uh modeling in theater I was a part of um elite models that was out of the theater um but I had to learn how to have tough skin like at the time I was like size 12 I was a plus size model so I'm like Okay, mm-hmm. like are they gonna treat me any different but I had to learn how to have stuck it up and have tough skin so being involved in like those organizations on campus, going um, to my internships, I just learned how to have tough skin. And in this industry, you have to, cause nobody's gonna cry with spilled milk. Right. That's just that's period. You if you cry, suck it up and move on. You know what I'm saying? But um, it just molded me. Um, the people that I met um, still lifelong friends to this day. I can call one up now and say, hey, girl, I'm having the toughest time. And I, I feel like I've met uh, friends that um, to this day 
that speak life into me. And I, I just love that about Alabama State. No matter where you are, I'm still connected to those people right. to this day. Um, and also, um, recently I was uh, awarded the 50 under 50 for Alabama State University. And that is a really, really mm. high esteem. Congratulations. Um, yeah, and I was just so grateful for that because um, – I graduated in 2009 and I really thought I wasn't going to um, get it because I did lose my job during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and I was so embarrassed because I had filled out everything and sent my um, sent the paperwork in after being nominated and then boom here come the pandemic boom um, go on furlough Mm -hmm. and so I'm like okay maybe this is not going to work maybe they're not going to pick me because I don't have a job anymore but I had to learn it's not about you losing your job it is about your accomplishments what mm-hmm. you've done like your success stories mm-hmm. and um i just hold alabama state because it has taught me a lot about professionalism it has taught me a lot about myself who i am and what i deserve in the uh, professional world um in my career and i just re- i'm just really thankful i'm really thankful for um for Alabama State. Well, that's that's really dope that you've had that experience. But I I love me personally, I feel like going to an HBCU mm-hmm. really, really it's it's honestly a different dynamic when it comes it to going is. to college. It really um, is. I've you never experienced it before. If I would have gone I couldn't see myself going to a PWI. No. Um I grew up with people in my family that are HBCU graduates. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taught go to a, to a HBCU. It's something um, HBCU teaches us about our history, our culture, that we would never get at a PWI. Right. Never get at a PWI. So um, it's, just, it's just so amazing just to be at an HBCU full of melanin, full of people that are hungry to um, further their studies, to um, create. Like, it's just, it's really dope. Like, if anybody on here that didn't go to an HBCU, you missing out. Yeah, you honestly. really missing out. Honestly, I, I can't even, I, I'm, I couldn't even picture myself not going. Mm-hmm. It, it was, me either. Me either. Now, if I were to go and get a master's, yeah, mm-hmm. I would probably do a PWI. But undergrad, I'm not knocking nobody that has gone to a PWI. Um, but it's just nothing like going to an HBCU. Right. Nothing. It's, like it's going different. To an you know, it makes you because up from maybe elementary on up through high school, you're probably taught you. I wouldn't say taught. Well, no, actually, yeah. You you were almost taught to be ashamed of being black, um, mm. and you you're taught that you know you are a little bit less than you know the the others that may be in the school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you mm-hmm. when I got to when I got to college, it it was like man, we are actually like we're great. Like we we got yeah. a lot going it's like on. You, you are embracing your culture. Mm-hmm. You really are embracing your culture. I've I've met people from all over, and um, some people that are from up north, like from the Midwest or Cali, they're not used to like the southern hospitality or yeah, I wasn't. what is homecoming. 
what is the family reunion? So it's like you really learning about your culture when you attend a HBCU. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can attest to not knowing about the Southern hospitality. Um, it actually scared me shitless. Uh, no. <laughs> initially, initially, when I first when I first uh, crossed over into the, these southern schools and these southern areas, I traveled to a lot of HBCUs because uh, I I was just so excited about it. I was like, shit, wherever homecoming is at, we're going. I don't care. We're gonna go to every homecoming we can. Uh, but initially, like that whole southern hospitality thing scared the living hell out of me um, because typically. We are taught, you know, when you walking on the street, you walking on the sidewalk, whatever, you don't make eye contact mm-hmm. with people. You don't, you don't just randomly be like, "Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? How's the kids? How's the fan?" We, we didn't do that. So when I came mm-hmm. down here and people were looking me in the eye when they talked to me and and mm-hmm. calling my name from across the street, or maybe if they don't know my name, they're still saying, "Hey, young man, how you doing?" Blah blah blah, etc. I'm like, "Whoa, what you mm-hmm. want?" Like, what like you- it was like a culture shock. Yeah, it, it, like was, it definitely shocked me. It it scared me a lot of the times. And, um, you know, uh, people used to call me an asshole when I first got down here because, you know, that's just the way it is. Like, you could, people could come from here and go up north and they'll see the difference. And then it's not necessarily being an asshole anymore. But, you know, when you're coming from up there and coming down here, they're like, oh, yeah, that person's an asshole. I'm like, I promise you I'm not. It's just, you know, I got to I gotta know you first before I... Before I just openly have conversation like that, but eventually I got used to it, and now I'm able to do that. But before, oh no! If somebody said anything to me while I'm walking on the side of the street, I promise you, I'm gonna put my head down and keep walking. And that's how it was when I first got here. But you know, and ironically enough, I'm doing this. <laughs> so uh, I was definitely and now one of those you have that Southern hospitality. Yes, I do, and I love it. I love it here. I do. I I will say I love it here. Um, it's gotten to the point where I would say I probably wouldn't move back up there, but I love to go visit. But I love it down here, and especially because I got to go to so many places. Like I moved um, when I was in North Carolina. I was here for high school. Um, then after North Carolina, I went and moved to uh, Atlanta. And then after Atlanta, I went and did Texas. So then I got to experience all of these places in the South, um, especially in Atlanta. Like my lord, like the the HBCUs there are just. Incredible. I loved it out there. I had a ball. Um, even in Texas. Tech, shout out to Texas Southern University. Loved that school. Will always love that school. Never went, but spent so much time there. I was one of those guys. They'd be like, yo, we see him on campus every day. What is he doing here? I just loved it there. <laughs> I loved that school. Same thing with A&T. Uh, but I had family that ran through A&T. A&T was literally like my family school at that mm-hmm. point. Everybody went there. Uh, my cousin was, you know, uh, President that pan oh president of the National Pan Hellenic Council I almost tied myself up there. Uh, my <laughs> aunt was a part of admissions, director of admissions there while um when she was alive. My uncle taught there as well. I had more family members that went there, mentors that went there. So all directions and arrows pointed towards A and T when I was younger. Um, but of course, me being me, liking to defy the odds and go against the grain, I chose not to go there. And I went to Shaw University, and they pulled me in really because they're, Shaw likes to give out the whole thing that oh yeah we're the mother we're the motherland of the schools of the South uh, when it comes to HBCUs because I believe they were the first HBCU in that area um, as far as North Carolina was concerned. So a lot of those schools branched out of Shaw University, so they got me with that one, uh, and I definitely went in because I was like man if they originated it, 
it's probably dope out there because all these other HBCUs are lit. So I know Shaw's got to be lit. And sure enough, meeting people that I did meet when I got there, it was a wonderful experience. Um, I loved it. So, yeah, for everybody that's up here, if you're in the middle of choosing what school you want to go to, I highly recommend, overly recommend an HBCU, especially if you yes. are a person of color, because you're going to learn to love the color. You're going to learn to love the skin that you're in. You're going to learn that there's people out here in the community that are of color that are really doing things out here. It's, it's pretty much like, honestly, like going to Atlanta um, and, and seeing... <laughs> You know that there's people out in Atlanta that are doing so much and they're of color. Like it's Atlanta was probably one of the first places I went to where I'm seeing, you know, people in Maseratis, Bugattis, Jaguars, Benzes, Audis, so on and so forth. And when they open the car door, it's a black person. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. this is crazy. I've never mm-hmm. seen this before. Like I had never. Like, like I'm saying, that's a culture shock. I'm not used to that. I'm used to seeing if it's anything like that, it's definitely a white person hopping out the car. Mm-hmm. Automatically. Like, exactly. no questions asked. So, from exactly. here, it was dope. And then, especially talking to people that were there, I'm like, and I'm like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I do hair. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What do you do? I'm a barber. Really? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Oh, I, I work on houses. Wow, what do you do? I'm a doctor. Whoa, lawyer. And it, it was just, like, dope to see that because, you, you know typically just don't you don't mm-hmm. see it but mm-hmm. it's great to see that it was one area where all of that is focused and the support was it was all love there is and it's still that way it's all love there and i love seeing when you know our black people get together and it's not that crab in the barrel thing that we've dealt with exactly. for so long exactly um, and i hate that i hate it so much because it's it's enough space it's enough lanes for everybody in our community we we have enough yeah. space to do whatever we want to do as a black people um, and that was, that's my pride and joy when it comes to doing this podcast. Like, um, I know I'd introduce myself when I met you on Clubhouse, but my, my whole thing is, you know, black excellence, promoting black people, promoting specific, especially the black women. Um, I love when I see black women doing things in the community and doing things with their career and making positive moves just because I come from a single mother household. So I've seen, you know, the sacrifices that a, a black woman typically has to make on a day to day basis. Um, I've seen how you guys, you know, have to diminish yourselves because, you know, you have to be accepted, you know, in certain areas because people right. are like, oh, you're, you're being too too much of this or too much of that or, you know, too much attitude, blah, blah, et cetera. It's not attitude, first off. That is just you, you're being you're asserting yourselves as you should, um, because I feel like with you guys as, as black women, you guys are underrated a lot. And it shouldn't be. And we that go way. through a lot of bullshit. Too. You do. You definitely we do. We go through a lot of bullshit. You do. As and black, I, hope, as I a wish black you girl. didn't. I wish you did it because you guys are every single last one of you are amazing. I've never met I don't think I've ever met a black woman that is incapable. I've never met a black woman that is unable. I've never met a black woman that isn't able to make something out of nothing. You guys honestly, I would say you guys honestly have have more hustle, more ability in most of the black men out here in this community um just because you've been used to being put on the back burner for so long and put in the background but i've always been known by the quote behind every strong black uh, man is an even stronger black woman Mm -hmm. so i i just have the utmost appreciation for the black women in the community so that's another thing we're so so dope dope, (laughs) 
Y'all oh, are no. dope. Shout Y'all out to do my so strong much. Black women, because we doing the damn thing. Y'all and are we so still talented. Y'all are incredible, and I and I wish so many. I wish everybody saw how dope y'all are as a as a mm-hmm. group. I mean, because y'all do so much, like, and mm-hmm. it's it's crazy how underrated you guys are. Um, I mean, it, y- y'all deserve y'all flowers every day, honestly. Um, and you know, I feel like they just don't do it enough. So that was another thing when I had met you. I was like, oh yeah, I got to, I got this talk to her because you know she's out here doing what she's doing. And she's standing firm on it. That's that's what I like the most. Like you, you stand firm with everything that you do. You mean what you say, and you say what you mean. So I, I love that, and I could tell that before I even got a chance to actually physically talk to you. That you. Oh, were, I appreciate that. Yes, it, it it's like I tell myself every day. I go through anxiety. I go through depression, mm. and. I just tell myself, you got to go harder. You got to go harder, Ash. You got to go harder. Make them know who you are. Because coming from where I come from, not having my dad around, I felt like a void. Like, I have to prove to my dad that I'm I'm here, I'm capable, love me, you know. Mm -hmm. But it just, everything that I've been through, I always say, I got to go harder. I got to go harder. I got, I'm I'm constantly thinking like if I'm on Instagram or Facebook I'm constantly thinking and I tell myself every day go the fuck harder mm. go the fuck harder because I want to leave a lasting legacy um yes. and anybody should want to leave a lasting legacy so I'm I'm just constantly thinking how can I leave a lasting legacy you know um you know, just as a black woman, like I look up to um, every black woman that I come around, my mom, my grandmother who has passed on, my aunt, my cousin, my friends, that these black women, these are the ones that motivate me to be better than I was yesterday. Um, it's like we, we as women, we take so much shit. It's like we have been beaten we have been bruised we it's like we are everything that we go through you won't you won't even see us bruised or battered mm-hmm. because we just take it we take it but we keep pushing we keep we keep going harder for our children for our families for ourselves you know mm-hmm. um and that's what makes us strong you know through god of course but it's just something in me that i just have to continue to fight i have to continue to go harder Man, man, it's it's dope. It's the spirit of a black woman. I'm telling you, it's yes. it's just something yes. about it. Like I I know firsthand because I've seen my mom, I've seen my sisters, mm-hmm. I've seen like everything that they've gone through. And I mm-hmm. and I remember being younger, seeing what they've gone through. And you know, you know, initially they're fucked up for a little bit. They are, and mm-hmm. but they they sit there, they wipe their face. They get themselves and together. We, they and put their clothes on, on and, and they we, walk we right get out the together. door. It's like we cry, but the next day we get, we dry in the tears. Okay, what next? You know mm-hmm. that's how that's how I look at at everything. Like you cry, but dry them motherfucking tears and move the fuck on. Get over it. It's crazy it's how time, y'all are able time, to do it's time that. To continue to move it. It's time to continue to move. It's time to continue to be harder. Go harder. You know what I'm saying? We lost a day crying. Mm-hmm. We can't do this tomorrow. If we do it, which we do, I do it all the time. But I'm like, okay, check it out. 
got to keep going, got to keep going. You got to do it for your mama, got to do it for your grandmothers watching you. got to do it for all these um, people um, in your family. You know what I'm saying? Do it, but more so, I got to do it for Ash. I got to right. do it for me. You know what I'm saying? So, right. definitely, definitely. Yeah, y'all are, man, I, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I could never, you know, really truly give you all the credit as black women that you guys deserve because it's, it's just crazy sometimes it's not even the next day sometimes it's that same day like y'all mm-hmm. y'all go through what you go through i've watched my mom do it so many times yeah. we've same gone through shit to where yeah. it's like there's no way I, as a kid i'm thinking that i don't know what we're gonna do we are in a bad situation we're in a bad predicament there's no outcome for this she you know she hurt she cries she may even scream whatever it is she gets it out, and then she puts her clothes on, walks out the door. It's like, Brandon, let's go. And we're out. And that's what it is. And she did that with a child. So it's just it's just crazy to see that. And, and you know, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, you had mentioned, you know, you dealt with depression and anxiety, as have I. I'm a heavy advocate for mental health. Um, yes. A lot of people don't understand the importance of it. Mental health is so important and what really made me realize that I'm not alone I started going to therapy I recommend anybody whatever you're going through go mm-hmm. to therapy yes I need to go back because I haven't you know been of course like with the pandemic or doing virtual stuff but um it helped me a lot last year it helped me a lot earlier this year and I just we don't talk about mental health in our community a lot. No. People, I I mean, anxiety, panic attacks, depression over my career, over family stuff, over friendships, over um, just anything exits, you know. Um, and I'm very open. Mm-hmm. I'm very open because I didn't go through all this until I hit 30. And that's when I started, like, when I got promoted into my um, my position, that's when my stress started uh, happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be stressed, but not to that point. Because in radio, you always want to make sure you're doing your best. Because right. you can be here today and gone tomorrow, and they wouldn't give a fuck. Right. I'm just, let's just keep it real. They it is what it is, yeah. So, I was just... That's what I was going through. I was like, I got to be the best at this. I got to continue to do my best because if I don't, I'm going to get fired. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to like fall back. I got to keep moving. I got to keep pushing. Right. And um, it was a struggle. It When I started to get stressed, that's when I knew my mental health was uneasy. Mm-hmm. Other stuff I had going on. And going to therapy, I'm telling you, helped me out mm-hmm. a lot. By going to therapy, I'm still here. Absolutely. I would just say that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely important to talk about mental health in the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I will say that I've, that I've noticed the difference between the black man and the black woman, you, you guys will embrace your emotions a little bit more than we will as black mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. I, can, I can vividly remember, you know, the way we are taught as black men unfortunate and i hate this so much and i, I wish it did, it wasn't that way we're, we're, our generations are changing now so thankfully that's happening but initially it was to the point where as a as a as a male if you were coming out saying like hey this is how i'm feeling they'd be like man you'd be all right suck it up man up 
stop, you know, stop crying about it, go to sleep, whatever it is, and they just treat it like it's nothing. So then that that really adds on to, you know, whatever it could be, whether it be your depression, your anxiety, um, your anger. I mean, because people, anger issues and all of that, that's still another form of mental yeah. health. Um, so it, yeah. it adds on to a lot of that. So when you deal with depression, anxiety, anger issues, and all of that at the same time, which for the most part as a black male is what we typically have, that is a very dangerous and toxic combination. Um, so I know I dealt with that younger as a as a child going up until maybe about hmm, let's see maybe until I want to say I haven't had any issues with my anxiety since I was maybe 21 thankfully um, and that was more so of a you know just the, the mental strength and you know dealing with that and finding other ways to you know as an outlet finding other ways that you know to get that you know, anxiety or whatever it may be mm-hmm. out. Um, mm-hmm. Depression, you know, that didn't, I haven't dealt with any of that since probably the same, about 21, 22. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's been going on two solid and two strong years now to where but I haven't had good. anything with that. That's right? so good. Thank you. That's thank so good. I, I think I remember. my depression um, this year was like the worst when I mm. lost my job. I remember mm. I closed myself up in my room for five days. Mm. Then come out on the bathroom, get some meat. Didn't really want to eat, even eating, eating because I just felt like that was my livelihood. Right. My career was my livelihood, or in other words, was my baby. I don't have kids, so I treated my job as my baby. Mm-hmm. Um. It it continues to mess with me a lot too but um i'm trying to find ways to cope um mm-hmm. with it with depression mm-hmm. um and i always tell people like hey i'm not I'm, I'm having a bad day i i don't mind telling my story because it has to be told because i might be have, helping somebody else absolutely you know you never know who you're helping because people used to look at me and think, oh, she got it all together. No, the hell I don't. Right, yeah. Do you not know I probably cried like five minutes before I got on here? Mm-hmm. Which I did. I'm just using it as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not perfect. Damn, she ain't perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not even striving to be perfect. I'm just striving to be the best a Millie or Ashley as I can be, you know? Absolutely. And that's what you have to do. That's what you, you have to do. To. Strive to be the best you. Absolutely. And I, I feel like that was, you know, one of the things that is detrimental to people that deal with, you know, the, the whole depression situation as well. Because for the mm-hmm. most part, we we become professionals at hiding it. Um, we become professionals mm-hmm. at, at walking out and, and putting ourselves in the best image we possibly can so that people will look at us and be like, oh, there can't be anything wrong with them. But that hurts us more than anything else because mm-hmm. we're like, damn, nobody notices that we're going through this, not even paying yeah. attention to the fact yeah. that we're hiding it the mm-hmm. entire time. And, you I know, just, it, you got to get sure better. I enough will hide it. Oh, if yeah. you, if anybody that really knows me, if they know I'm going through something, I won't answer texts or phone calls. I just become a hermit. Like I don't, yeah. They, that's when I, that's when you should be like, 
I know you're going through something. This is not like you. Mm-hmm. So I I think most of my friends now, they understand. And then they give me that time until I'm ready to talk. Right. You know, it might be a week. It might be two weeks. But I try not to go two weeks. But if it's a week or whatever, um, they know, okay, yeah, I, I knew you were going through something. I was just waiting to you, you know, call mm-hmm. me, hit me up. I wasn't going to pressure you or anything. So, um, yeah, been there, been Man, there. I, still I go through it. it. Still go through it. I understand but it. You're just not, I, I tell people, I often feel sometimes I'm alone, but I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not alone. And that's the biggest thing is just recognizing that you're not alone. I mean, but mm-hmm. when, when you're dealing with that, it, everyday life is not the same so i i've told people right. that plenty of times because they'll be like i don't get it you know it's just depression get over it you know i'm like it's as easy as we want it to be it's not that easy because it's not it's even it's hard really to get out the not. bed like i've had days where i was like no nah, i can't do this i can't mm-hmm. i can't even get out the bed i can't there's there's just no way it's gonna work i can't i'm mm-hmm. sorry i can't i don't want to do it and, mm-hmm. and i just shut myself off and yeah. mm-hmm. that's very detrimental but it's, it is. it's people we're getting better at understanding the whole mental health thing now but you know because people mm-hmm. didn't really know how to handle it when it was first you mm-hmm. know becoming mm-hmm. like a thing and the movement was going mm-hmm. around and they didn't realize they were hurting more than they were helping because uh, mm-hmm. people would think like oh we're just saying it's going to be okay is going to fix mm-hmm. it that makes it way worse because we're like no it's not you you there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do to tell us that it's going to be okay because otherwise mm-hmm. we wouldn't be depressed <laughs> like, so that's that was like my biggest thing that I dealt with, you know, through that. But it has gotten better. It, ladies, if you're listening, be yourself. Don't subject yourself to no man or anybody because people will take advantage of you in this industry, whether you're in television, radio, um, media, PR, you're a model, you're an artist, whatever. Do not let anybody treat you as a piece of meat. I've been there. I often felt that sometimes in this industry I don't have the looks um but I overcame um you know being treated as a piece of meat because I want to take that shit right you got to you don't ever let nobody don't feel scared to speak up if you know something is wrong speak up mm-hmm. don't don't ladies don't subject subject yourself to that and it's like you know real talk like and this this industry is not made for the weak and you have to be strong enough to really take what's coming at you what's going to come at you because i've learned you're not going to subject me to any anything um you're not going to talk to me any kind of way so what I did was I was my myself. I, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm when I'm when I say myself, I'm country. I I don't give a fuck. I got a pipe mouth. I don't give a fuck. But um, I just keep it professional. Um, but ladies, always be yourself. It's nothing wrong. You do not have to change for no man or for nobody in this industry. And don't let these suckers tell you that you got to. Because if somebody's saying, oh yeah, you got to change yourself, and he only been in the industry like five months, don't listen to them because they they don't have the experience. Surround yourself with people that have been in this industry for like 20 years, 30 years, or 10 years, or whatever. And find you a mentor. Talk to them that have been in the industry. 
like I like I do. I have my mentors, mm-hmm. and they will tell you they ain't change for no man or nobody. Right. So you just have to continue to be yourself, right? And that's you know that's the advice I can give. You know that I learned. right, and I, I love that advice. Like I said, I'm an advocate for for women in the in the industry, women period, women everywhere. Um, so. <laughs> You know, I've seen, I have seen where there's been situations to where, you know, I'm like, hold up, they don't, they don't, I don't know if that's a good idea, or I don't know if you should, you should do that, because I've had friends that have come up to me, I won't put them out there, but they was like, hey, this situation happened, mm-hmm. I didn't really know how to feel about it, it just, it just happened, I, I didn't even know what to say, it was, and it's crazy that, you know, it happens like that, and you get struck, that's like a deer in headlights, you know, mm-hmm. in some cases, and I just feel like that is just not fair at all. But if I see anything going that way, I know personally, because um, even when it comes down to music, I've been, I, I'll sit in recording studios every now and then, and I just see how they objectify, you know, a woman that walks in, and it's just unbelievable. And you know, half the time they're like, "Okay, I'll do this." Like my my biggest thing with with I say for most women, especially the younger women that's in you know in my era, so on and so forth. I say pay attention to keywords, pay attention to how people talk, pay attention to where people move when you're around them, never go anywhere by yourself. I don't care mm-hmm. how much you trust them. It doesn't matter. Always always bring somebody with you, whether it's like your homegirl or a male. Mm-hmm. I, don't go to these like video shoots, these um, photo shoots by yourself. I mean, I... Honestly, when I do photo shoots, I do go by myself because I do know the person. Like, I've known mm-hmm. that person for years, right. so I feel comfortable. But if this is somebody you just met off of Instagram, no. honey, you need to have somebody with you. Don't, I don't, don't trust nobody these right. days, especially, like, these industry models or video models I've seen. Um, you know, it's a lot of horror stories that I know of, and... Mm-hmm. Um, in my head, I'm like, no, I wish she had somebody to go with her, or or him, or whatever. But yeah, because it goes both. It goes for women and You got to watch yourself. You got it, to. I mean, people are crazy out here. So, just my advice: I always bring somebody, bring two people if you can. Absolutely. But just go where you know that you're going to be safe. Um, and yeah, that's all I got to say. Just be careful out there, ladies. I, I always say be careful. Like I said, pay attention to how they act. You know, if you're going to yes. somebody and you typically And how know, they are in those DMs. Exactly. You have to decipher, read between those lines. If these, like, people in media or whatever are who they say they are. Mm-hmm. And you got to read between the lines. Yeah, read absolutely. between the lines. we're at a sensitive, you know, period to where... And it's crazy. I mean, now, granted, I do understand that there's some people that, you know, may falsify things. But for the most part, not really. Because who, who would really necessarily lie about something like, you know, being harassed or being or anything like that? So, you know, I hate that they had like that whole Me Too era hashtag and all of that. Like that was that was beyond me because that's not something that I felt like they should have marketed like that. That, you know, that's that's personal. That's private. It is what it is. People go through what they go through, and I, I feel like they shouldn't have made that like a whole thing as to. It was pretty much like how I feel like the Me Too movement was the way it was like the All Lives Matter to Black Lives Matter thing. That's what I felt like Me Too was. 
And I, I really hated that movement because it was just absolutely sickening. Um, but like you said, I tell people to pay attention to how they're being talked to when they do these things and they're coming up in the industry. Like, if you know you're working with a producer that typically charges, I don't know, four or $500 for a beat, and he tells you, like, you know what, don't worry about that. This is on me. No. Pay that motherfucker. I don't, I don't care about any of that. No, pay him. I don't care if he says it's on me or not. I don't care how bad you didn't want to spend that money for that beat. Pay him. I don't care how bad you didn't want to pay him for that photo shoot. If he normally charges $1,500 for a photo shoot and they're saying this is on me, pay him. Because that's the first, I feel like that's always been the first sign of people that are uh, really calling what they are, predators. They're, yeah. they're definitely predators. And I, I've told people that all the time. I know a few women that are in the rap game right now. I'm like, look, I don't care how bad you didn't want to pay for it. Pay that man for his services. Because he's going to use that as... It's something to hold over your head, honestly. Um, and even when it comes down to if you finally realize, like, hey, I don't know about this. I'm a little uncomfortable. He's like, well, remember, I told you you didn't have to pay for this. And so it's either you give me the money now or you. And I hate I hate stories like that. It, yeah. it really I hate men that like to hold things over women's head. I hate men that like to take advantage of women um, because. It is what it is. We call them what they are. They are predators, and I have no respect for men that are like that. Um, but yeah, that that's a whole other topic. Like that topic boils my blood on a regular basis. I can't stand it because I've seen so many women go through it. Um, yeah, the same here. Yeah, it's it's, here. it's sickening. It's really sickening how that how it just it's just normal and object. It's just normal out here. They people normalize that, and mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy that it's to the point that where some are going to be like, you know what, I feel like this is what I have to do in order for me to get to where I need to go. It's not mm-hmm. the case. You do not have to do any of that. You don't. You just be yourself. It's going to come. And if people are telling you, you got to do this, X, Y, and Z, then those are not really credible people. Mm-hmm. So, you, like I said, surround yourself by credible, credible people. Please. Please do that, ladies. Like, it's just, I, 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 I know people that scam people, mm-hmm. and yeah, you you just gotta really pick these people, whether they're photographers, videographers, talent scouts. Mm, yeah, those scare me the most. Those be the ones. <laughs> you know, yeah, you gotta look, you gotta watch them. Trust yeah. me, I, I know. Absolutely, talent managers are the worst ones because they don't necessarily yeah. have to yeah. have hard Mm -hmm. evidence of doing what they do for people to believe Mm -hmm. that that's what they do because you're a talent manager so you can post a few pictures on your instagram with some random people and be like yeah these are my talents these are who i help get to where they've gotten and you know if they make it look believable enough boom now you got a whole a whole ring of scamming and you're pulling exactly and Mm -hmm. it's just it's too much the world is crazy the world is getting really crazy it's still getting crazier um as my grandmother would say, we get to the end of times. Like that's her, that's her thing. She loved, yeah. she loved to say that. Anything that happens, uh, Lord, I know she's talking a, a whole lot of shit now when it comes to when COVID came through. She's probably, like, oh yeah, that's it, it's over. <laughs> like what well, we, we here exactly. now. Um, exactly. Yeah, we here. So um, I know she's gonna say the same thing about the vaccine next time I talk to her. Like you see that market of beast, Brandon, market of beast. So now, look, I, I know, Grandma, I know. 
Grandma knows. Yeah. Grandmother knows. Grandma knows 24-7. I already know. I already know that's exactly how she's going to be when it comes to that. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, we've talked about the radio a little bit. We've mm-hmm. talked about, you know, your college experience and how that molded you to be the woman that you are today. We've talked about, mm-hmm. your, you know, coming up from the single household. Um the modeling what what got you into that and and you know how did that you know come about on top of you doing the radio um that came about from a bad breakup and i i was in a relationship and i was told you gotta be skinny you gotta work out you gotta do this and when i got my heart broken it took me months to really get over that so I said, you know what? I'm going to do a photo shoot for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And when I did that first photo shoot was really the first time that I started. Um, I started back feeling confident in myself, that I felt beautiful, that no matter what size I was, that I'm still beautiful, you know. Um, I and agree. that's how I got into doing photo shoots. Everybody, I remember I had somebody say, oh, you sure like to do photo shoots? And I said, and? They, that's my hobby. They make me happy. I just feel like doing these professional shoots kind of catapulted me. Like, okay, being a host. Like, okay, she ain't, she ain't playing. Like, I want to uh, continue to do photo shoots, but that's something that makes me happy. I feel beautiful when I do them. I feel like I'm another person. Um and that's how I really got into it. It was just trying to get over a bad breakup and really trying to be confident back in myself that I'm I'm a phoenix that I rose from the ashes from what he said and what he did to me. So mm-hmm. that's my story behind how I got into like the model. I still don't feel like I'm a model, but um, I take Jeez, good pictures. Fooled me. <laughs> you could have fooled me. Ain't no way you don't feel like you're a model because. I've seen some of some of the pictures that you've had. Those you're great. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And it's all about you know. I want to be professional. I want to be different. Um, mm-hmm. But I I'm like you know this is me. Like when you're in the entertainment industry, I feel like you got to have some professional pictures. Whether it's a headshot, whether you in a uh, in a looking cute, if negative, whatever you want to do, man. Just make sure you just have like a professional shoot because. What irks me, I tell you, this is my biggest pet peeve. Like, if you are MCing, you're hosting, and um, I see people with like with a selfie, and it's all distorted. And I'm like, why well, don't have no professional pics? It ain't, mm. it ain't gonna cost you nothing just to invest in yourself, invest in your brand. So that's my thing. Well, I was like, you know what? I'm in radio. Let me take some professional pics. Right. Like, let me invest in me. You know, right. and that's how I really started from that breakup. Being a radio, I got I got to get my confidence back. I got to get my mojo back, mm-hmm. as I used to say. You know, and I did. I but I would say I haven't been in front of a camera in like a year, and I'm like, okay, I need to get back. Yeah. But I'm so self conscious because I gained weight, then I lost weight, then it's going up and down again. But um, I'm gonna get back out there and do some more shoot stuff. So. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, like, you go for a photo shoot right now. That's what mm. it looks like. It looks like you're ready to go to a photo shoot right now. So, I... Mm-hmm. I but, but, you know, mm-hmm. if I was going to a photo shoot right now, my makeup 
wouldn't be like this. It would be done by a professional because I just did my makeup just to get on this slide. And yeah, I wouldn't wear. I probably would wear a hat, but not not this. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably yeah. I'll, I'll g it up some kind of way. And listen, either way, amazing, amazingly, amazingly beautiful woman. So I, I there's no that. way, there's no way I'll be able to be like, nah, she's not ready. Yo, you, shit, <laughs> you shitting me. You, you, you are good. You are good where you're at. I promise you that. Um, but damn, right? you didn't throw me off guard with that one. So I was like, is she just saying oh, that? No, man. I was like, is she just saying that? No, no way. <laughs> you made me lose my train of thought. Cause that was the only thing I focused on there when you said that. Cause he's like, yeah, I didn't feel confident. Whoop. No, no, Look, no. I don't feel confident now because I need my nails done. But you know, hey, time's hard right now. I'll get them done tomorrow. Oh just, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like COVID, man. That that was crazy. Uh, cause when when we first hit like the quarantine, I noticed how serious like all of these things were. Like seeing uh, some of my female friends, they were like, I can't do this. I haven't oh, been yeah. to the nail salon I, in weeks. I'm going to tell you, I still haven't gotten my eyebrows waxed. I haven't had my eyebrows waxed since the beginning of March, before the pandemic. So, I'm really, like, trying to hold on for dear life. Oh, man. It's hard out here, ladies. I mean, I know some of y'all ain't got y'all eyebrows waxed. Mm-hmm. But it's hard out here. Keeping that hair done, keeping the nails, it was, like, so rough. And I tell you, this might be weave. But let's say I was looking like buckwheat under the, um under my scars. I'm not gonna lie to you, it was tough during the pandemic. I tough. think guys, we got a first taste of of it, you know, we weren't able to go to the barber shop and all mm-hmm. of that. And that honestly that was probably the longest I've ever been without a haircut. I will say oh, that wow. as a whole. I, I've never gone that long without a haircut. I'm I was the guy that typically used to go in like a little OD sometimes, maybe like twice a week, once once or twice a week. And um, now since the pandemic, I barely do that now. It's like I'll, I'll probably go like two, three weeks without going to the barbershop now because it's like for what? I don't, even mm-hmm. care. I don't even care anymore unless I have an event that I need to be a part of. And I'm like, okay, I need to get myself together. I got oh, something yeah. to do. I'm, mm-hmm. about to, I'm about to be out in front of hella people. Um, but then I locked my hair up. So once I did that, that was like, oh, that's it. I don't really need to do too much mm-hmm. anymore with this now, except maybe go get a lineup here and there. But other than that, you know, I kind of, I think I did the locking of my hair just because of the, the whole COVID pandemic, because I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to the barbershop. Anymore, mm-hmm. And I had to brace gotcha. myself for that. And I was scared. Gotcha. I was terrified because I, I was the guy who used to have the waves. I did that 24-7. So mm-hmm. once they cut the barber out, I was like, oh, I can't live like that. I'm sorry. I got to do mm-hmm. something else with it. And, you know, this is what I did. I'm glad I did it because... It would have been rough. It would have been real rough. I feel your pain. Trust me. Trust me. It took me a while, but hey, I was so happy to get back in that chair, get some braids in, and I just kept braids all throughout the summer, and then Mm. that's why I put my weed back in. Man, listen, there's no way I could go without it. I I, I had to do something. I had to. I was speaking to my mom about it, too. She was like, Brandon, what are you going to do with your head? I said, wow, okay. Thank you for inspiring me to do something with my hair, I guess, because obviously you don't like the way it looks, so I'm going to do something with it. But she was always that type of person, though. She didn't like me. Uh, she was like, Brandon, you need to go get a haircut. You need to cut. Yeah, I like it clean cut. You need to get a clean cut. You need to get a clean cut. Every time I did something with my hair, and I've done a lot with my hair, um, 
I'm experimental. I'm an experimental individual. Uh, so I guess that's how I knew I was meant to be a personality somewhere. I've went mm-hmm. to, I've done the whole Malcolm X blonde. I've done the red. I've done, done everything. Blue. I've done all of these colors, different hairstyles, braids. So let me twists. so let me ask you this question: Did you do the DMX challenge since you had like the the Malcolm X red blonde? I mean, you oh, probably could have done that. You though. talking about going bald? No, no, no. I said, did you do the DMX challenge? Oh, what's that? You know, with the females, all the different hairstyles. Oh, and no, I didn't. And I see, didn't, when no. you said, and when, when you said you had the Malcolm X, oh, red, you had the blonde, I'm like, oh, okay, did you I do the DMX could. challenge? I probably could, because I, it's, you probably it's, could not, have. it's not too many colors that ain't touch my hair. Oh, man! And my, my, I put my mom through the ringer. Like she, she was one of those. She's very conservative. So even when it came down to like the the tattoos and all of that, oh, she lost her mind. Like, cause I know I went, I got one tattoo the last time she saw me. Cause I went to basic training with the army, got that first tattoo. She saw that. She was cool with that. It was on my shoulder. It was cool. Then I come back after being gone for like two years, and I pop up. With, <laughs> Everywhere I got them everywhere: hand, fingers, neck, chest, arm, back. All oh, she's like, Brandon, you you can't. She's like, Why would you do that? Why why would you sit up here and go do something like that? But honestly, it worked out for me for the most part. I can say, I mean, because granted, I am you know looking to be a personality and looking to do that, and it makes it's apparently what I've been told is it's a good idea that I did it because I stand out. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to that, I mean, because the most thing, the most thing that I get, you know, recognition for when people see me, I notice when I meet people, especially in person, they don't look me in the eyes, they're not looking at me in the face, oh, they're looking right at my neck. That whole time, they're like, "What is that on your neck?" I'm like, "It's a tattoo." They're like, "Why would you get that there?" I said, "Look, it just, it's just what it is. I just take chances, I guess." And um, I did, and it's. It's worked out because now most of the time, if somebody can't remember my name, I know the first thing they're gonna say, "Yep, one with the tattoos." Exactly. And that's that's what it is. So I was like, eh, "I guess it did something. It, it did it did some type of purpose, you know. It make it helps people remember me, even if they can't remember my name. I've always been known as the guy with all the tattoos. So I guess I could take it. But she's worried about my little brother right now. He's he's a uh, he sees me with him, and now he wants them. He wants one now, and I think he oh. is. He oh, is, really? Yeah, he wants a tattoo now, and he is what sixteen. So mm-hmm. my mom I'll is like, hell baby. no. Yeah, she said, hell no. You can, you can get one when you get out my house. That's how she is. That's the type of mom I had. You, you want to get your ear pierced? Do that when you get out the house. You want to get nose piercing? Do that when you get out the house. Tattoo, whatever it may be. If it's anything outside the ordinary. You gotta get out the house to do it, and I was that kid that liked to test the boundaries and test the waters and and do stupid stuff. I did a lot of stupid stuff as a kid because I would be like, you know what? If I do it now, it's permanent. She can't change it. It's too late. Only thing she could probably do is beat my ass. That's it. And then you know it don't matter because it's still gonna be there. Um, yeah. So I was that kid, and uh, I put my mom's through a lot when I got older. Oh my god, I'm just remembering everything that I did. Uh, the nose piercing. She lost her mind. I got that done when I actually skipped school to go get a nose piercing. Um, whew, I skipped school to See, get my I ears never, pierced. I never did like the tattoos or the piercings. Mm-hmm. Like, 
my mama was playing that. So, yeah, I, I really wasn't the best. I think the only thing I used to get in trouble were, was for talking in class. Me too. On my progress report, actually talks too much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. But that's the only thing I got in trouble for. Oh, I got in trouble for that a lot. But other than all the crazy other stuff, mm-mm, my mom won't play in that. Oh, I, I did it all. And the, the sad thing was, I knew I shouldn't have because my mom really wasn't playing that. Like, I, I tell you all the time, my mom's honestly was an Olympic ass whooper. Uh, it was like an Olympic sport. Like, she could, if if you fucked up that bad to the point where she had to whoop you, oh, she's going to make it worth it. Because she going to be like, I'm about to expend, expend all this energy. I'm about to take time out of my day. Trust and believe I'm the, I'm going to make sure that this is worth it. Oh, my, my guy Tyrus just said that hat is fire. He, he loves your hat. Hey, listen, I'm telling as much as you say, you may not have been, you know, in the best position to be a model. I don't care what you say. You worried. These people commenting on it right now. You. I can't, listen. but I can't see the comment. Hey, listen, That's one thing. I don't know why I can't see the I don't comment. know why either, because I know before the update, you were able to see it on both ends, but now you can't. Right. But, but yeah, somebody definitely just said your hat is fire. They just complimented you on it. So... Okay, you really wonder where I got this hat from. I'm going to tell you. Amazon $14.59. Two-day delivery. All colors. I need to start going on Amazon. That little gem right there. Go get y'all this hat. They got blue. They got uh, mustard color, whatever. They got all colors. Amazon $14.59. Boom. That's just the gem right there. They didn't even know they were going to get one tonight. Right. That's a perfect gem. I, I Listen, I, I started getting, you know, a little... I'm kind of into fashion, I guess I would say, um, for the most part, unless I'm chilling. Like, right now, I'm in some chill attire because I'm at the crib. Uh, but when I do, I'm the I'm the type that I'll go out in turtlenecks, pea coats, trench coats, slacks, uh, cardigans. You're very into, like, men's fashion. Yeah, I'm that guy, and that is also my father. Uh, so, I he shines through. My dad will... He's so he's extra when it comes to dressing up. We could go to the bar, we could go to a restaurant. That man is gonna put on a vest, a dress shirt, a tie, a handkerchief, some dress shoes, wingtips, nice. Like he'll do all of that just to go, just to go get something to eat. So even when it come down to me seeing him, because uh, I ended up, you know, moving with him when I got to high school. I want to say like my senior year of high school. Uh, watching this man get ready in the morning, he would iron his boxers. Iron oh, wow. handkerchiefs, iron socks. Like he, he's that type of person. Like he was so. That sounds like. That sounds. That sounds like my granddad because he still to his day, um, uh, gets his jeans starched. I mean, like the crease with the crease in them. Oh with man. With the crease and the corduroy pants. Oh yeah. man. See, I'll, I'll, I'm even as far as. I like to take risk with with clothes sometimes, so I'll, I'll definitely you know throw on some corduroy pants every now and then. I remember I came to a I came to a, a social event in a leopard print button down shirt. Um, it was it was like the little Miami Vice shirt. It had that type of material. It was like linen almost. And then I came. I had some leather pants mm-hmm. <laughs> that go with it. And people were like, "What the fuck are you wearing?" I said, "Look, don't even worry about it. Just know I'm wearing it, and it looks good." I'm here for the night. I'm going home. Don't mind your business. You and my business don't do that. This is, but you know, I like to take chances like that. That's yeah. that's what it is. So again, letting me know from the jump that yeah, Brandon, you might be a personality because most people yeah. won't take chances like that. 
And I'm going to be that guy that does, um, especially with fashion. Jesus Christ. I've looked at a lot of things that I've done. Now, I, I've never gone as far as putting like a skirt or a dress. And I, don't, I don't think I could do that. My dad would my dad would kill me. There's no way I would even try that. I wouldn't try that for myself. But, you know, as far as men's clothing, oh, yeah, I'm going to stretch it. I'm going to stretch oh, yeah. it as far as I possibly can. Um, and I'm probably going to do that until the day that I die. I don't. And if you crazy. ever need a stylist, my friend Langston, he might be on here. Stylist Langston J. Uh-oh. He might be on here. He is one of the best stylists in Kansas City, Missouri. So if you ever need styling, Uh-oh. get up Langston. And I will send you his profile. I'm definitely going to need that. And I appreciate the plugins. That's another thing yes. that I do like about yes. you as well. You love to connect and, and you know be the social bridge and the business yes. bridge. That's in my bio on my clubhouse for real. I feel like... Um, I feel like that should be something that's categorized because people see it in my bio and they're like, what do you mean by social business bridge? I'm like, exactly what it says. A social bridge and a business bridge. I like to bridge two different people, two different businesses, two different things together and connect them. Um, So that's dope that you do that as well. Like, you know, because like we were saying earlier, there's a crab in a barrel policy with a lot of people. And And you always want to just like put your, if, if it's your friend, Put their asses out there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing to support and say it drop a gem. Right. Like, if you're looking for a stylist, if you're looking for a hairstylist, if you're looking for a radio personality, just drop drop, drop people in there. Mm-hmm. I can't, if I can see the comments, I'm pretty sure whoever's on here, y'all got a business that I know of, don't know of, man. Like, I don't mind plugging y'all business. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, and black on. Absolutely, put like yeah, black especially black on. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna plug it in whenever I can. Um, I make it my purpose to on certain days. I'm like, you know what? Everything that I'm doing today, any bit of money that I spend today is gonna be black. Mm-hmm. It's gonna go towards a black owned company, mm-hmm. and I make that mm-hmm. my goal. And I try to mm-hmm. do that at least two to three times a week. And because you, you know, it's it's hard sometimes depending on where you're at. But if you're in an area where you can, oh yeah, trust and believe, all my money is going straight mm-hmm. to a black owned mm-hmm. company. And I make that exactly. my purpose. Like, that has to be done. Um, but I definitely like to connect. Like I said, I love to connect the gaps. I love to connect the bridges. Because um, even when it comes to anything that I do or anything that I plan, uh-huh. trust and believe. Because I know for certain I'm, I'm working on, I posted it on my Instagram and my Twitter today. But I'm working on doing a, uh, a cipher for, you know, people in the area, whether it be Atlanta, um, even some people from Alabama, Georgia, uh, shit, New York. Uh, Virginia, North Carolina, so on and so forth. And I'll always love to have, you know, uh, another person when I'm hosting events like that because it gives you like two different dynamics for that event. So trust and believe I will be reaching out to you for that. Um, oh, yeah, most that, definitely. That's definitely going to be great because um, I met a guy, he is a, uh, he's a promoter in Atlanta. Um, he brought the whole drive in concert thing to Atlanta when COVID. Oh yeah, I've been saying that. Been saying that. So he was the one that kind of, he was the first one in Atlanta to do that at that point. So it kind of took off from there. So I got in contact with him and let him know, hey, I want to do this with a cypher. And he said, well shit, we could do it. Just let me know. Um, So now I'm in the middle of making sure that I get artists, you know, that are willing to do that. Um, I'm definitely going to ping in uh, to who you sent me as far as singing as well because I want to do an R&B cypher which is I haven't seen done yet Um, and I feel like that's going to be pretty big because a lot of people love R&B 
Um, mm-hmm. So I definitely, like I said, I'll be reaching out to you for events like that because you definitely yes, fit please the Please reach out. That. Anybody on here, I can't see the comments, so I'm not ignoring <laughs> anybody. I have to say that again. Mm-hmm. I cannot see anybody's comments or who's tuning in, but you know, if you got any events coming up, whether it's virtual or in person, I will be maxed up and sanitized. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you need a host, please let me know. Please let me know. Y'all Absolutely. know me. Y'all know my passion. So make sure. And if you're looking to be on a podcast, hit up B Dot. Hit up B Dot. If you have a business, if you know people that have a business and trying to get themselves out there, hit up B Dot. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. these little gems. Absolutely. We try. We just trying to network and unify. Like we're in a fucking pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, Everything is unknown. So if this is a means to connect with people on different levels, on different platforms, reach out to me, reach out to me. Dot. If I if I can't help you, I can like lead you to somebody else that knows. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like never leave that door closed. Keep that door open. Keep that back door open for anybody in blacks. Mm-hmm. Blacks, blacks, blacks. And I keep saying that because we all we got. Right. We all we got. So if you know you're looking to get on a podcast, be that. Absolutely, and I appreciate it. I, I definitely do. Like I said, I'm always gonna, you know, me and me and my boy Troy. I did a uh, show with him not too long ago. Uh oh, plug in example. Uh, <laughs> a plug in opportunity. Shout out to uh, Troy. Uh, model big boys make the most noise. He's one of the. He's a very very talented videographer and photographer, content creator. Troy does really Troy does everything for real um and he's a great person to work with very professional very timely he does everything to the best of his ability he treats every project like it's his um but we were uh speaking on a a situation or a topic called we were saying like pass the bag back reciprocity so if somebody helps you out you know people don't help with the expectation of getting something back. But at the same time, it's nice to do that for people when they help you out and they stick that hand out and they pull you up. So now it's your turn to pull. It's the opposite of the crab in the barrel. So if somebody pulls you up, you reach down and grab the person behind you and pull them up. And then then next thing you know, all of you are out of the barrel. So it's- Exactly. That's how you gotta do it. It's enough room for everybody to eat and get money. Mm -hmm. That's like my thing, it's enough for everybody. No time for jealousy, no time for anything. If you can help that person, they can help you. By That's what it's all about. It's just helping people. Absolutely. Get, like, really. Absolutely. Because we have, to, we have to stop that mentality of, I ain't about to help them. Mm-hmm. Why? You're not going to get blessed in return. So if you are in a position to help somebody else out, whether it is for a job, whether it is putting them in contact with somebody for a job or to get their business out there, continue to have that door open. Help that person, man. Mm -hmm. Help that person. It's not going to hurt. It's really not going to hurt. Absolutely. It's not going to hurt at all. And Like I said, I have no problem helping people. Um, I have no problem bringing people on to platforms. I have no problem giving people opportunities that they may not have found or they may not have seen. Um, Because like I said with you, I'm definitely going to be reaching out to you on multiple occasions. Reach out to me. Um, When it comes to, you know, events that I may be planning or events that I may be doing. And specifically because I just love the vibe that you have. I love your spirit. I love your work. 
Uh, my boy Jack Doyo is hopped up, hopped up in the live. He's an amazing rapper uh, coming out of Raleigh by way of Kenya. Dope, dope, dope. talent. Yeah, my guy Jack is dope. Um, he, oh yeah, another plug in. You keep getting opportunities to plug people in. Go check them out. Go do it now. Go check out uh, Mr. Jack Doyo here. Um, one of my, he did one of my favorite songs of this this season by far. It's called Lottery. Dope song. My boy T Roy. Plug-in opportunity again, you know, helped him direct and film that video. So those two work together. Dope. I love to see when people in the community work together. It's, it's crazy how it works because then you next next thing you know, you may be in an event somewhere and they're like, oh, yeah, such and such helped me with this. And you're like, really? He did that for me too. Next thing you know, boom, there is a connection. So it's, it's dope, you know, that you do that. And it's another point for that is important with us as the black community when you're doing things do it to the best of your ability make it professional because you never know who you're helping out you know that could be somebody that you know plugs you in but or it could be somebody that has those connections but because you didn't do it professionally the way you were supposed to they can't plug you into these areas that you needed to be in and and, never know. and I always, and I always say, no matter who plug you in, if you're that person that got plugged in, do not act fake toward the people that have put you on. Right. And I will leave it at that. Mm, yeah, that's who, man. Because I've had some experiences with that one myself. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that I who, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me, me as well, and I ain't gonna get into it, but just. Don't don't act like that toward mm-hmm. the people that have put you on right. because you're marking your blessings like that. You absolutely are because everybody started from somewhere. Everybody mm-hmm. started from that or what you may not be like bottom, but what we consider to be the bottom. Everybody started, you know, from that point. We didn't all start at the top. There's some people that get lucky. There's some people that just mm-hmm. start and then, you know, a few weeks later, boom, here they are. But for the most part, everybody else has had to grind and hustle and work for what they wanted just like you did at that point so if somebody helped you expedite that process by all means like make sure you go back and get back to them like yo i appreciate what you did even if it's just doing that maybe it's not you know bringing them to whatever it may be but because every you know it's time and a place for everything but at least acknowledging like hey i appreciate what you did for me i appreciate you helping me out i remembered it so on and so forth and that's a lot of times that's all people want the biggest thing with oh i see where there's mistakes when you know when things like this are done is people like oh they want money or they want this they want me to buy them this they want me to buy them that half the time that's not the case they just want you to be like hey thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's that's it a lot of people just want thank thank you that's and that's all that's all that's all but you have some people and like down at brand new with you and you don't put them on and i'm always the type of person like okay if i introduce you to a person or i connect you with that person and then they get put on and then they you know are successful at it you see them out in public they act like they don't even know you yeah yeah. And that's sad. And we, we need to stop doing that. We we got to. And I really, I feel like this pandemic is kind of making that, you know, stop. Because now people are realizing, like, everybody's getting knocked down to the same level with this pandemic. It's, uh, it's kind of, it's been a humbling experience for everybody. Uh, even, you know, the, the class A celebrities are now down and understanding what we are. Uh, they're, they're at that point to where they're like, hey, 
damn, we we, we normal people. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. you are. Just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we are you are normal just because you may be in a six, seven, eight figure salary doesn't mean that, you know, you were any better than anybody else. And I that's the one thing that I did like about the pandemic. It definitely humbled everybody and brought everybody down to the same level. So now we understand like, oh, we actually do need to help each other. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I've definitely been one of those people as well. Um, so like I said, anything that I have that, you know, I because it's not going to be too many events that go on that I'm going to be like, oh, that she wouldn't be good for that. Most of these events that I'm doing, I know for certain I'm going to be reaching out to you. Um, for that. I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Same goes uh, here. Absolutely. I, I know anybody that's looking to enhance their brand or get themselves out there, like with interviews, and you're interviewing me. Mm-hmm. You you already know I'm plugging you in. So oh, and I and I love it and I love it. Like because I mean, like I said, reading through your article, some of the things that I saw in there, um, they definitely. We definitely had some similarities when it came to the upbringing and things that we went through, or uh, so on and so forth. Maybe not like all the way through, but for mm-hmm. the most part, I was like, "Damn, that's crazy!" Like I mm-hmm. definitely did the same thing, or I felt the same way, or this definitely happened the same way, or mm-hmm. somebody said the same thing to me, or or exactly, reading some of the yeah. quotes in your article. I'm like, "Damn, I said that yesterday, or I said that the day before," um, you know, because. I read one, what did you, oh man, you said, um, it was something about you had to realize that everybody's vision is not your vision. Um, mm-hmm. And I say that all the time, um, because I stopped giving, you know, I had mm-hmm. to start mm-hmm. seeing things for what they were. It's mm-hmm. like I spoke with you before we got on here. Um, I had people that, you know, I worked with originally on, you know, my whole podcast idea, but, you know, unfortunately, it's not their vision, it's not their, their you know, their passion, so they're not going to mm-hmm. go as hard as you want them to, because mm-hmm. it's just not something that they were really into, um, so I had, to, I had to learn that everybody's vision is not your vision, you know, everybody mm-hmm. has their own purpose, everybody has their own lane. Exactly. But, but you absolutely, like I said, I'm, I definitely want to do a few projects, you know, with you on as far as, especially as far as radio or podcasting is concerned, because um, you are dope, and I love your story. I appreciate that. I really do. Yes, um, and shout out to you. Thank you for just considering me to come on um, on your show. I, I've enjoyed it, and um, the article that he's referring to, everybody, um, is in my bio on Instagram. Um, Voyage to Atlanta did a piece on me mm-hmm. uh, back in March before the pandemic so um if you want to learn a little bit more about me it's right there in my bio so just click it and read it absolutely and, um if you have any questions anybody has any questions about radio um or just anything in general my dms are open if i can help you um if you're looking to get in radio or looking for an internship i can definitely plug you into some of the heavy hitters hitters who i've worked with um and have contact with and i'll tell you to reach out and when i when i do this please follow up okay mm-hmm. i I always like to help people, but you, I, I'm giving you the ball is in your court. Right. So you got to make that shot. I'm just, I'm just handing you the ball for the assist. Okay. For the alley. It's up to you. So I ain't trying to stick my name, my, my name out there for none to these, you know, heavy hitters that I know. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. 
just hit me up in the DMs if you have any questions. Absolutely. I, I could definitely feel like I'm, I'm definitely going to be speaking with you a lot. Like, I always speak with everybody that I bring onto the show. On a regardless whether it's just a check in once or twice a week, like hey, how's everything going? How's everything mm-hmm. doing? You doing all right? Blah blah, blah etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, I feel like you know there's a lot of information that you you know that you could help out with. There's a lot of things that you know. Um, you've been around you know this industry for a while, so that's something that I definitely appreciate. And then you're very mm-hmm. easy to talk to, and I enjoy talking to you. So regardless. I- talking to you too yes. and everybody tuning in sorry i can't see the comments because i want to know yeah I don't, I don't know why they're doing that i hate the instagram did that update and they switch it to where you i guess the host is the only one that can see the, mm. the people that come up here which is crazy gotcha. they, they need to switch that back i'm sending a, yeah i'm sending an I email to mark yeah we, we're gonna fix that but like i said i'll definitely make it my duty to stay in contact with you um you know you this has been great. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I kept on my face for everybody, okay? <laughs> I kept on my face. <laughs> that is dedication and commitment. And Absolutely. you see this. And when this go, when this live ends, I'm taking all this out. And I'm getting in the bed and watch Lifetime. Like I'm going to get in the bed and watch. What am I watching? Probably my eyelids. Uh, I, think, I think that actually no, I lied. I'm gonna get something to eat. I shouldn't be I'm eating a, this. Late. I watch. I watch Lifetime. I go to sleep with Lifetime on, so it's gonna be watching me in a little while. Yeah, TV don't normally last long when I go when I hit the bed. Mm-hmm. As soon as my, I'm always doing something. So by the time my head touches the pillow, I got maybe about ten minutes, and then after that, it's morning time oh, yeah. again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Like I said, I definitely appreciated having you up here. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. I, I enjoyed it. it I enjoyed privilege. it. It was a privilege being able to talk to you. There's so much that you, you know, you dropped on the show. Um, I definitely look forward to, you know, speaking with you further. Like I said, you will remain a contact with me. Um, it's it's probably not going to be too many days that go by where I might not, where I won't check in and, and you know, speak yeah. with you. Uh, I look, I'm always point. on Instagram, so hey, if I don't text back, well, immediate answer, I'm gonna answer. Absolutely. But I'm always on Instagram because you know, before I go to sleep, I'm gonna check my Instagram and stuff. So, Absolutely. oh, make sure you follow B Dot. Please follow B Dot <laughs> and follow me too. Follow Absolutely. me too because I got some stuff coming. I got some stuff coming. Yep, stay tuned for both of our Instagrams on this live, so there's no excuses. You can see them. You, all of you mm-hmm. can see them. They're up here. <laughs> what? Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and sign it out for us because I know I I know you're ready to get to the lifetime. I'm going to Hulu and probably my blanket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everybody that tuned in, everybody that be watching later, y'all already know the motto. The live crew, we appreciate you coming in for the culture, by the culture. Stay live. You ain't gotta get live. Again, I appreciate you coming. It was a definite, definite privilege. Uh, this will definitely not be the last time. Uh, for everybody that was watching, make sure you tap in to Miss A. Millie because she's got a lot of things coming in the way. Very talented individual. Uh, a woman of many trades, a woman of many hats, including the one that's on her head right now. Dope hat. Remember, Bam, go to Amazon. Amazon is <laughs> $14.59. I'm trying to put y'all on. They got all colors. Yes, ma'am. So don't forget. And it came in two days because I'm an Amazon Prime member. So Ooh. I order from Amazon every week. Oh, even better. Oh, you you like my sister. She orders everything from it's, Amazon. I mean, Amazon is just amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazon I love is just amazing. It. I it's love the shit. It. 
I love it. So I'm gonna go ahead and sign it out because I know if I don't, we we could probably be up here all day because we right. both we, we both apparently have the gift of gab. So <laughs> that is of course, yes, we do, we do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sign it out for us again. Like I said, thank you everybody for watching. Thank you everybody for tuning in. You guys have a wonderful night again. Thank you so much. Bye. I really appreciate you. You're bye welcome. bye. You have a wonderful night. You too. Bye. All right. Bye bye.